0: Hello and happy CORE to you, Continuing Order of Religious Education. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray that all of you are doing well and staying healthy and stay. This evening we're in Colossians chapter 1, and this is a prison epistle, meaning Paul wrote it from prison, and it's interesting that in Colossians, the underlying theme is that we are, listen to this, complete in Christ. Nothing has been left undone. We are complete in Christ. And Paul begins to explain why we're complete in Christ. Amen. And I know when it comes to my life, everything's not complete, completed. But now on the spiritual side, I am complete in Christ. Christ died for my sins, was buried, rose again with all power in his hands. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I'm I'm, I'm under the toolage of the Holy Spirit. And and all of my problems and all of God's promises and all of the places that God wants to take me has already been determined. So I am complete. We can sit back and just relax with peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. But here in 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 Colossians chapter one, Paul, and I love this about the Apostle Paul. He, in his introductory verse three, he thanks God and the Father for uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So Paul begins to address this great congregation from jail, first with a prayer. Now, a prayer is us interceding for others. Prayer is us speaking to God, communicating to God, transferring our troubles and uh, and trusting in him at all times. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is not just giving God a grocery list of what we would like. Prayer starts out with praise. We dealt with this in Philippians, and then petitions, and then thanksgiving, and then peace. Peace comes as we promote God in a certain way. So Paul, here in chapter one, and uh, verse nine says, for this cause... And I love this. And we've been here before. We also, since the day we heard it, cease not to pray for you and to desire that. And this prayer is powerful. We're praying for you. We're praying alongside of you. We're praying, uh, amen, to God to encompass you in his love. We're praying that you would cease not to be filled with his amen. And, and it's here in verse nine. Um, he, he deals with that he desired that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now we can run through this and we have in times past. The word filled denotes first, I must first be emptied in order to be filled. The glass is not half full and then God fills it up. The glass has to be totally empty. My desire in my prayer is for you to be filled with God. So anything in a cup that's not of God has got to be emptied out he says, my desire is that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. God has a will for everybody's life. God has a will for the question marks in your mind. God has a will for directional amen and desires. God has a will. My desire is that you be filled filled with the knowledge of his will. So we we may take time out and say, Lord, just fill me with your knowledge. Fill me with your will. Fill me with your desires. Fill me with what you want me to do. Not meet me halfway, because that's my will and your will. No, I want to hear totally from you. Fill me with your will. And that may be progressive, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom Sophia is the Hebrew word. Wisdom, applied knowledge. Give me a knowledge that applies to me. Fill me with your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Help me to understand your will. Sometimes God can give us his will. We don't understand it. Help help me, Lord God, to be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That our walk has a lot to do with the wisdom we get of his will. Okay, and, and sometimes there's a generalized walk of walking in the spirit, but there's a specific walk of what God would have you and I to do. is Seeking God's face, amen, by faith, strengthened with all might, and we and we we built a tree trunk and had branches go out. That the prayer of being, uh, you know, knowing His will is one branch. Strengthen is another branch. Walking worthy is another branch. We've been here before. Giving thanks is another branch. And 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 so Paul begins with a prayer, and part of that prayer is our praise. If you don't. If you don't ever forget anything, don't forget each day to praise Jesus for who he is. Lord, I praise you. I magnify you. I confess. I say glory to your name. I confess you're king of kings and lords of lords. Praise him. Jesus said, if you don't praise me, the rocks will cry out and praise me. Somebody's going to praise him because he's Lord of the universe. So we, we begin this thing. We see this prayer this powerful prayer of Paul, but don't forget the theme. The purpose of the prayer is for us to come out complete in him, okay? He moves from the prayer to the preeminence of Jesus Christ. And, and I want you to see this in, in verse 15, who, and whenever you see that preposition, who, it's the last person spoken of, who is Jesus in verse 14, who, and in verse 14, he forgave us of all of our sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? Now, how can you be an image of something that's invisible? He, all the attributes of God the Father are his attributes. All the capabilities are his capabilities. Amen. All, all of the uh, omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence is his. And and he goes on to say, this is his preeminence, verse 15, who was the image of the invisible God. Why? Because John 4, 24 says, God is spirit. God the Father is spirit. And they that worship God must worship him spirit and truth. Jesus Christ is the only one of the Godhead with a body. Holy Spirit don't have a body. He's spirit. God the Father is spirit. But Jesus only took on the body so he could die on the cross for our sins. And he will be with that body forevermore. When we get to heaven, we're going to see the nail prints in his hands, nail prints in his feet, in his side as evidence of what he did so that we could be in that place. The preeminence of Jesus Christ is he is the image, the exact image, according to Hebrews, of the invisible God, amen, the firstborn of every creature. Firstborn denotes he's the first one that resurrected. He's the first one that came back. Okay, uh, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he died again. Jesus rose to die no more. So he's the firstborn of, um, every creature for by him. Here's the preposition against directional for by him. Were all things created, ex nihilo, he called things in existence, called something into existence out of nothing. God the Father is the creator God in Genesis. God spoke. And once he spoke, since Jesus is the word of God, when God spoke, Jesus took over. Jesus started manufacturing and creating. He's the, um, he, he is the firstborn. Amen. In him all things were created and are in that are in heaven that are in earth visible and invisible whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him now now watch this and for him. Now we need to stop Paul's and park on this. He created everything Jesus it was created by him through him, but it was created for him because all things will submit to his lordship. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. So he's dealing with his preeminence, who Jesus really is. He's the son of God and God the son. And he is before all things preeminence. He's before everything, everybody, everything, Now listen to this, and by him all things consist. The Greek word for consist is held together. The universe is held together because of Jesus. The Milky Way is held together because of Jesus. Your life is held together because of Jesus. He holds everything together. Without him, everything crumbles. So, So what Paul is saying is why we are completing him, his prayer, and then of course, his preeminence and then his position, verse 18, and he is the head of the body. Now, he, you know, he's talking to the church. He's the king of Israel, but he's not the head of Israel. He's the king of Israel, but he's the head of the body because the relationship with Jesus Christ in the church is organic. Head, body. Okay. And, 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 uh. He's the head of the church, thank you, Jesus, of the body, the body's the church, who is, and it says, the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Now, there are people that want to rename Jesus, call him something else, pick up a Hebrew name, say, he wasn't him, da, 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 no, no. The angel said, For his name shall be Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. Okay. His father's name, his earthly father, his half father was named Joseph. He wasn't named Joseph. He was named Jesus. And, and so he deals with the prayer and he deals with the preeminence. He deals with his positions. And it says in verse 29, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, Ah, Lord have mercy. He is our peace with God, Romans 5. And he is our peace, and look what it says, through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile, call back into a relationship, all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, as we were sometimes alienated and sometimes in your mind, separated by wicked works, talk about the reconciliatory work of Jesus Christ. When Jesus reconciled us, God was in Christ, reconciling the world, 2 Corinthians five fifteen, He was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses. So God did this. God pulled us back into a relationship with God, forgiving all of our sins. That's why we praise him. Paul is giving us reasons why we are complete. We're complete because of his intercessory prayer in John 17, the high priestly prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed for us. I don't pray for the world. I'm praying for the church, praying for the disciples. So we have his prayer, his preeminence, amen. And um, we have his position. He's the Christ. Son of the Living God, we have his pardon. Amen. We we have uh his uh reconciliation where he's pulling us back into a righteous relationship with God. Now all this is said before he gets to the general language about our walk, because our walk and our works and our will is up to us. But God did something so that could take place, and and is here in Colossians one, Amen. And if you want to dispute who Jesus, is, all I got to do is go to Colossians one. If you want to uh, have any dialogue about the authenticity of Jesus Christ, we go to Colossians chapter one. It spells it spells everything out, Amen. He's the head of the body, and 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 then Paul says in verse twenty. Three, if you continue in the faith, amen, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Paul is going on to say, your walk, your faith, your stability, your joy, your peace, your long-suffering, all of that is predicated on you being completed in Him. He did everything for us to be completed. During this pandemic disease, during this social unrest, social injustice, we don't need to be all over the place. We need to rest in Christ. And we need to see ourselves as a reflection of Him Listen, that we are complete. I don't always feel complete. My emotions get out of whack. My mind travels. Uh, my will may be in contradicting to, contradiction to the Spirit. But in Him, and the key is the preposition in. In Jesus, we are complete. I shouldn't have no low self-esteem in Jesus because my esteem don't mean anything to me. In Him, we are complete. No rejection issues, in him we are complete. Lord have mercy. No abandonment issues, in him we are complete. And we got to keep telling ourselves that. Problems in our marriage, in him we are complete. Problems in our mind, problems with our money, problems with our ministry, in him we are complete. What God is driving at is that when we feel some kind of way about what's operating inside of us, we need to... Look to him and declare in him we are complete. And this Wednesday night, you are complete by faith. You got to believe that. You got to trust that. You got to lean on that. You got to transfer your troubles to God by prayer. You got you to gotta hope in him. You got to be still and know that he's God. In him we are complete. Meaning, as we close... I don't have to work or come up with anything to be complete. I'm already completed in him. And if I wait on him in childlike faith, he will reveal to me all the things I need to feel complete. We are complete in him. My emotions, my mental state, my future, my problems, we are complete in Jesus. So here's what we want you to do: act like you're complete. I got to act like I'm complete. Why worry when you can pray? Why pray when you can worry? We are complete in Him. I got joy because we are complete in Him. I got peace because we are complete in Him. I got blessings because we are complete. I got a future because we are complete. God wants you to be complete. We love you, have a great evening, and be complete in Him. Should the Lord spare your life and wake up in the morning? Good morning, Jesus. I love you, and I know I'm complete in you. Have your way. Be complete in Him, in the peace of God. That pass all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Have a great day.